Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. Maureen Worcester grew up in the suburbs, and this left her open to some teasing for the way she pronounced certain Chicago street names by her parents who were raised in the city. I remember them laughing at me for saying Paulina and Throop instead of Paulina and Troop. So I guess I've always wondered why we pronounce those that way. I'm Monica Eng, reporter for Curious City, and we get a lot of questions on how to pronounce certain Chicago street names. In fact, we recently answered one on how the CTA decides how to pronounce them. Like Maureen's parents, they also go with Paulina and Troop. Even though they look like they could be Paulina and Throop. I recently asked the Chicago Sun-Times' Tom McNamee. He co-wrote a book on Chicago street names. It's a way of saying where we're from. So if I'm sitting in a bar at 111th Street, where I used to be a bartender, and someone says, Troop, it's his way or her way of saying that they're from the neighborhood. And if that same person is downtown in the office building with a bunch of people from the north side, and that word comes up, they probably say, Throop. So that explains why folks would pronounce it differently. But it doesn't explain the origin of this pronunciation. So I turn to linguist David Dorian. He studies the Chicago accent. And he thinks it's linked to the Irish, Polish, and Czech immigrants who settled, among other places, around Throop and 33rd. See, their native languages didn't have the TH sound. So he thinks they just went with a T sound. So with words like troop or like turdy turd, those were changed originally by folks from those kinds of backgrounds. And what's happened since then is that those pronunciations have carried on further past initial settlement times. Sounded pretty conclusive to me. That is until I dug into one more thing. Get it? Who the street was originally named after. He was a big Chicago developer who helped rebuild the city after the fire in the 1870s. So the city renamed Main Street after him. Later, he moved to Pasadena and founded Caltech. So I called up a university archivist there, Loma Carklins, and they asked how they pronounced his name. Amos Troop. Hear that? Troop, which is how they say a bunch of stuff in Pasadena. There's a Unitarian church that was named after him, and that's Troop. And a building originally on this campus was named after him, and it was Troop as well. So why did he pronounce his name like that? Linguistics professor Anatoly Lieberman says during the Renaissance, the English added H's to a lot of T-words, just to seem more scholarly. This ended up changing the pronunciations of words like theater, team, and throne to... Theater, theme, throne. But some of our words have withstood this onslaught of pseudo-scholarship, really. We still pronounce the name of the river Thames, Thames, even though it is spelled with a T-H. And the same is true of Thomas. And in some cases, we still say troop. And as for Maureen's question about Polina, 
that street was also named after a real person, the wife of Reuben Taylor, another Chicago real estate developer in the 1800s. And back then, she pronounced her name like a lot of British descendants did, Polina. So lots of Chicago streets got their unusual pronunciation from names of actual people. And by the way, Polina's husband, Reuben, he named a bigger street nearby after himself, Reuben. But later, it was changed to Ashland. Polina, though, she got to stick around. Curious City supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Monica Eng. And while I have you, we want to hear from the transplants. Did you move to Chicago or the region for a job or with your family or for some other reason? If so, we want to know what you love about Chicago that you weren't expecting. Sure, most people know we have signature pizza, famous buildings, big parks. But what part of our city surprised you that you now love? A particular neighborhood walk or a place you'd like to explore? And yes, we know it's a friendly city. But maybe there's a tradition, a spirit, an element of the culture that you just fell in love with. To share what you love about Chicago, you can message us on Facebook or Twitter. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 888-789-7752. Or if you want, you can record a voice memo on your phone and email that to us at curiouscity at wbez.org. The hotline again is 888-789-7752. And our email, curiouscity at wbez.org. Next time on Curious City, a listener asks us to find a 40-year-old recipe from a favorite childhood restaurant. It was a light, crunchy, absolutely divine chicken. So we tracked down the son of the owner. No chance you're going to share that full secret recipe with me. No, unfortunately, it's going to stay in the family for now. But we tried to piece it together anyway. Hear how we did. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.